For the Interrobang, I'm Konstantinos Drosos. Alongside me always is my co-host, the magnificent Alex Allen. And today we are joined by Asia Pertinsky. Did I say it right? Perstansky. Perstansky, my bad. And today we're talking about the craze that's been taking social media, Barbenheimer, and some things about the film industry itself. Welcome, Asia. Asia, how are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing very well. Good. Have you seen either films? I've seen both. I've yeah. seen Barbie one and a half times. <laughs> one and a half? Yeah, I, we had a cast show. I work at a movie theater, and um, my coworkers and I had a show. And I fell asleep because it was like one in the morning when we started the movie. <laughs> and I just fell asleep. But I woke up during the best part, so. <laughs> okay, okay. So, I mean, you're all in pink here. Very festive. So I'm guessing we don't have to make the, the, the choose here of Barbie or Oppenheimer. Yeah, I choose Barbie. Um, I liked it a lot more. <laughs> okay, okay. I did like, I did enjoy Oppenheimer. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Okay, but you did see Oppenheimer. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. The filmmaking was very nice. Um, sometimes I got confused of what's going on, but... And I've just, I just, there was parts that I liked, and there's parts that I was like, huh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, so you saw both films. What did you like about both films? So you mentioned that you liked, you know, the cinematography for Oppen, uh, Oppenheimer, but what about Barbie? What was your thoughts on that? How did you like it? I liked, like, everything about it. I liked the writing. I liked the um, the coloring. I loved, like, the set design and the um, costumes. Gorgeous. Um, the performances by the actors uh, were amazing as well. Um, I really liked how uh, it was political. Um, I really like political films. Um, I'm also a filmmaker, and when I'm making films, I like to make political films. Um, the last two I made were quite political um, and personal and dramatic. Um, but, uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed Barbie for so many different reasons. It also was relatable. Um, I watched... I mean, I played with Barbies growing up, obviously, and um, there was like the stereotypical Barbie, which is the one that I only had. <laughs> um, and I, I just, just like loved the entire film. It just made me feel really good about life. <laughs> what do you think of Margot Robbie being Barbie, though? She was perfect. I didn't like. I obviously didn't um, like. I understood that casting. I just didn't understand what, what like, what was the story going to be about? But, like, when um, when I watched the movie, she was, like, beautiful and perfect as Barbie and as stereotypical Barbie, and it made me really happy. <laughs> and also seeing all the other, like, actresses and, like, um, creatives, like, Dua Lipa is not technically an actress, but she was in it. Um, it it's mm -hmm. Being there and being Barbies, it was, like, really cool to me. <laughs> but, and, sorry, I didn't want to no, cut no, you off, no, so... No. I don't know, I, we were talking about this with Alex yesterday, and we were talking, we were trying to wrap our heads around the hype between Barbie and Oppenheimer, and they created the Barbenheimer, you know, the, the mixed name. For you, what did you think the whole hype was around both films? Like, what do you think kind of spruced this craze? Because they're, number one, they're, pulled, they're, they're, they're totally different films, right? Like, what do you think kind of caused that craze for Oppenheimer? Yeah, I think it is because they're totally two totally different films that are being put on the same exact day. I also read something about like Christopher Nolan left like the the studio that Barbie made and then there was like beef. But I'm not positive, but like I think it's just because they were totally polar opposite films. Um 
something pink and bubbly and girly, and then something war, sad, drama, 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 drama. Yeah. So like it was just like total opposites. It was really cool that they're going to be um, posted on the same day, not posted, released, and. I think that's what people were crazy because it's totally opposite. And then it makes it fun for them to dress up because people are going to dress up in pink to go to Barbie. And then they're going to be black and gloomy when they go to see Oppenheimer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause like one's about the Manhattan project, which is the, the creation of the atomic bomb. And then one's about a Mattel toy, <laughs> exactly. completely, totally different, you know, things. Yeah. 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 Such two different spectrums, but it's it's interesting the, the whole marketing strategy behind that. Uh, honestly, I I don't even know if they were actually trying to aim for that type of market strategy. I think social media had such a huge play with it. I mean, we're all kind of probably like accountable of it that we just made a bunch of parodies about it. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, just everyone saw this and was like, this is so weird to see something two completely two different sides of the spectrum. Like they're 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 so different. Like they can't even be more different than what they are. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then it made it like an event. Like yeah. people can dress up, and then they can do both movies at the same time. They can have a costume change if they want to. People did that, and I think it's cool. <laughs> yeah, especially even just Ryan Gosling himself to play in a role like this. He's always in such serious films, so for him to be in. Barbie, I think that kind of probably took everyone to, for a whole whirlwind there. Yeah. <laughs> and then nailing it, he nailed Ken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was he, like a, like a spin, like a weird spin-off of The Notebook, just weirdly, you know, just talking about Barbies and whatnot. <laughs> just joking. Did you guys watch both of the movies? No, I didn't. I I'm planning on seeing Oppenheimer, but I don't know. Barbie didn't really pique my interest. Mm. I do. You like, should watch it. I'll, maybe I'm with my sister. I'll go and see it. But, like, I'm a huge history nut, and I am, like, adore, you know, um, like, stories about war. Like, I saw Dunkirk. I think that was done by Christopher Nolan, too, right? Probably. I don't know. But, but, but you know, but, like, Christopher Nolan films from Batman, even, you know, Oppenheimer now, too. And seeing that, it's starring Killian Murphy because I've seen snippets of, you know, um, uh, what's the, the TV show he was in? Peaky Blinders. Like, his acting in there was impeccable, so I just wanted – like, I, I think seeing him playing – you know, uh, Oppenheimer would be kind of cool to see come to life on, on, on screen. So I think it's a superb cast and it's going to make it for a rich story. So, yeah. What about you, Alex? I haven't seen them, but I have dug a lot and I know a lot of people that have went. So I've picked their brains about it to be like, what have they saw? What did they see about it? Um, but then I found out um, there's like this whole running theory going on right now spoiler alert sorry uh just if no one's seen it uh just about uh when like barbie went to go meet these like four high school girls there's like a theory about it that like those four girls were like the uh the other sort of dolls from like brats they were like supposed to be them yeah i can understand it there was like i believe there was like one white one and then there was no black one I don't know, they were kind of bratsy like. I can I can get where yeah. that 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 like thought came from. Okay. Okay. They're super cute. Yeah. Bratsy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cuz it was it was a running theory about it. So, I was curious if maybe I love the brats. Like I watched the brat movie brats movies a lot of times. Maybe that I love them. 
Well, maybe they're hinting at something that maybe that'll be the next maybe movie after Barbie. <laughs> yeah. They already did a live action Bratz movie. I don't think they should do they it did? again. Yeah, there was like one. It was I, f- I forgot what it's called, but it was really I loved it. I watched it a million times, but. Yeah. Okay. But we looked at it from the perspective now of someone going to see the films at the theaters. Now, you also work at the theaters as well. Can we kind of talk about that? Like, what was that like working through, like, the hecticness of, like, the trend with having all these people come and see the film at the at the theater you work at? What was that like from, from an employee stance? Yeah, um, I only worked three shifts, but they were crazy. Um, since Barbie and Oppenheimer came out, I, I worked the first day it came out, and it was crazy. I was... um. I was working on the floor, which is like cleaning the theaters and the lobby and the bathrooms and um, scanning people in and such. And I went to do a bathroom trick um, in the middle of the the day and it was really busy. And I see one of my coworkers, she's crying because somebody, people were being mean, at her, mean to her. And I'm like, yeah. she's 16, 17 years old. Why are people being so mean? And it's always, it's really, really busy. And we're human. Like, and this is a 16-year-old. Why are you making a 16-year-old cry? And it's just like, it was super busy. Like, even yesterday, I worked a very long shift, eight hours. And it was insane. The lines were insane. And it's a Tuesday. And I mean, Tuesdays are usually busy because there's, like, cheaper days on movie theaters. But um, it was insane. (laughs) And we were understaffed. And I was just, like, panicking the entire time. And And every single time... I go to work, I kind of almost lose my voice because I'm talking so much. I'm saying the same thing over and over and over again. And it's just like super stressful, but it, it gets the day done. I get the done, when when I get, get done, I go home and I sleep and I don't think about it. <laughs> it's just, it's gone, it's away. Yeah. Memories, all that's erased. Yeah. How many people did you actually see though that if they were watching like Barbie and then all of a sudden that film was done that they were like, all right, over to Oppenheimer. <laughs> there was a couple. Uh, there was quite a few. I couldn't tell 100% because there's just like a, the, the lobby is insane and I'm doing things. But I know there was a few people. I even know a few people who've done it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was crazy. Like sometimes, like usually there's no bathroom lines. There were bathroom lines. That was insane. It was insane. I was like, what? I couldn't even get into the bathroom to go do like bathroom checks and make sure like there's toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, you know, so I was like stressed the entire time. So I didn't really notice like people going in and out, um, trying to, to see Oppenheimer and Barbie at the same time. But yeah, I mean, you were just expressing a little bit there, just how stressful it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seems like it. I don't know how you could do it, honestly, because I just see even like going to the theaters myself, just. I always felt so bad for those people. I, I know every time when I sit there and like I might have popcorn or any sort of snack or something, I always try and clean up. But I just see people just like huck a whole popcorn bag down like the whole bottom of all the seats and it's just spreading popcorn everywhere. It's like, why do that? There's someone that has to go over and clean that. Yeah, the, people leave so much garbage and like it's on the floor, it's on the seats, it's everywhere. And it's so annoying to have to pick it all up and then have to wipe down all the seats and then wipe down the floors and wipe down the carpets. Not wipe, um, sweep. But it's just so annoying. And then um, and then also having to do everything else. <laughs> right. And here's, a, here's one question I, I had in mind, too, is, you know, for Barbie, it was kind of a, like a like a like you kind of knew how people were going to dress up for it, like, like what you're wearing today, like all the all pink attire. What? 
made me curious is how did did you see any people dress up for Oppenheimer? Like how did they incorporate that into their yeah into going to watch it? What did they dress? Was it like a suit? Like what, what did it look like? Most people did just dress up for Barbie, but the people who dressed up for Oppenheimer, it was like more like black and like suits, and some people wore like those like oldie hats. Um, fedoras. Yeah, fedora. That's yeah. what it's called. Um, yeah, that's usually it. But it wasn't as intense as Barbie. Yeah. Uh, like it was actually overwhelming. I look in the line, and everyone's wearing pink, and pink isn't a color I want to see every day because it's just like. <laughs> A lot is very overwhelming of a color, but it's a, it's a, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So you are, like you said, mentioned earlier, you're an aspiring, um, you know, filmmaker. What got you interested into wanting to make films? Mm, when I was in high school, I uh, didn't have internet or anything, so I would go to the library and get movies, and I also had a lot of movies myself, and I would watch, like, like the the DVDs, they had like the behind the scenes and such on it, and I would watch that because I didn't have internet, so I had nothing better to do. So I would watch all of that, and I'd be like, "Damn, this looks fun!" Fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a potty mouth. I try not to um, swear, but yeah, I was like, "This looks so fun!" I love the community, and then I also like always been a creative person. I come from a family who is very creative. They do drawings and. Um, my papa, my great, my grandpa, uh, he's in a band. He's been in bands my entire life. My uncle, he's a guitarist and a songwriter. And I'm just like from a very creative family. Mm -hmm. So that's my art. My art is filmmaking. And um, I just love to tell stories about my own life and even just things that I can make up. It just makes me really happy. And yeah. Yeah, I can relate that too. I love, I love in high school. I like to you know write stories and stuff like that on my free time. I was a huge history night, so like I'd write you know historical fiction and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, are you like were you also into like 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 are you like a like a tech junkie for like the types of cameras people use? No. No, I am very bad with tech stuff, but I try my best to learn it. Um, I'm more of somebody who likes to write and likes to do pre-production work. I sometimes like to edit. Um, I only like to direct things that I um, am very, very passionate about. Like the last two films I um, directed, I was very, very passionate about. But the one before that, I wasn't super passionate about the directing part. But I was, I really love the script. It's just like on and off for me. Yeah. Interesting. So when you actually are like looking at a lot of films you're more kind of thinking about how like the, like it was written down like a whole screen like each like sort of like film piece like you're kind of seeing how it was structured like written wise almost kind of well now that i watch movies like now that i'm a film student i did broadcasting television film production here at fanshawe and advanced filmmaking and now that i've uh learned what how what it is to do to make a movie, mm -hmm. I'm always picking piece, pieces apart of every movie, seeing the continuity, seeing everything, and like, oh, that was a bad line. But I used to not do that. I used to just enjoy the film. Now I just like, I'm picking it apart. But my process for making films is a very weird. Um, I can be inspired by a shot or something. Like um, my last, my second last film, it was called Force to Selfishly Die. It's really sad. Um, it's about like a alcoholic father. And it's, uh, I'm very proud of it. I'm very, very, very proud of it. But um, it was a Canadian narrative cinema for my Canadian narrative cinema class. And 
um, I had to get inspired. I, I, w- I got very inspired by like two shots from two can- Canadian films, my, un- my uncle Antony and Jesus of Montreal. And there was two shots and I, I replicate, rep- replicated those two shots and put it in my film and it made me very, it's like I based my entire film off of that, that one, those two shots. And it, and it came together very easily for me because I can write it out of my brain. <laughs> That's so cool. Gosh, yeah. I, I could never do something like that, like like yeah. write something down like that in my brain. Like that that's such an artistic touch. And then like my last film that I made, it's called T. It's about a girl who t- is talking to her strain her strained mother and it, and there's tea involved, but like the reason why I wrote it, well, I had the idea of, like what if I had a film where tea was boiling through and it got more intense as the dialogue got more intense so um yeah I wrote a script about that and it was very easy for me and I was very passionate about it and I got to do it I wrote it like two years ago and I reworked it in the last like three months and then I'm done I uploaded it to I actually submitted it to the film festival hopefully it gets in but I'm very I'm very excited about these things and it makes me very happy that I get to make these things and be inspired by things, by these little things that happen in my life or things that I think of, you know? So back to what I was saying, uh, I was going to say that, like, you know, you brought up an interesting point about, you know, certain scenes that draw, you draw inspiration from, right, for your films and stuff like that. And a lot of filmmakers like to use, aside from visual aspects, but like SFX that help enhance the scene and make the scene more uh, immersive, to for the viewer when they're watching it do you ever use that type of stuff for your films to help portray the emotion you want the viewer to get from what they're seeing before them yeah um for the for one that i did the last the one called force to selfishly die i um used like a fish i fish eye effect i couldn't get a i didn't have a fish eye lens but i used a fish eye effect because that's what they did. It was a part of the remake of the film. Right. Like the remake of the shot. So I wanted to remake the shot as best as I can. So I used the fisheye. And it kind of enhanced this shot. Because he, at the shot, shot, he's drinking alcohol. And it, it made it really pretty. But like I really like special effects and stuff. I just don't know how to do it. Yeah, that's that's why cool. I get people to do it for me. I'm like, please help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's confusing. I know, like, because, like, doing SFX and stuff like that, I got a buddy who's doing CG, and he's, like, oh, you just tells me, like, it, t- it might take someone, you know, a long time just to be working on, like, a scene that's at least, like, one minute long. The amount of work and the amount of manpower and, and rendering that goes into just, like, one scene is just completely outrageous when you want to think about it, like, the science and the behind-the-scenes behind it. But, yeah. It's insane. It is crazy. But, you know, uh, we wanted to now wrap it up now with some lightning round questions. Right, Alex? Yeah, I, I think just quickly before that, just what would you kind of give a little bit of some wise words to the viewers if they're looking to maybe get into like the film industry or even like a film program, what are some things that you would like suggest on like trying out first before making the leap? Well, one of the other things that I did was drama club and drama club, uh, it's very usually, not drama club, sorry, drama class, but also drama club. Um, it's, um, it's like very collaborative and it's a good community. Like 
it's a bunch of weird kids and honestly film people they're just also a bunch of weird kids and we're all um just trying to make our dreams come true and um be our our, our little artistic selves and just be yourself in filmmaking um try to see if you like it you can just like use your phone and um write some dumb skit and it will be something that you remember and think oh that was bad but it got me to where i am now and you might be doing a big movie one day you know um you can start small and then if you don't like it do something else does that make sense and just also don't be too embarrassed about the things that you do when you start off because the stuff that you're gonna do at the beginning is gonna suck um the first thing that i was really passionate about was a documentary called Stuck in the Middle. It didn't turn out well. I'm still passionate about the idea. It's about being biracial, because I'm biracial, half um, Jamaican black and white. And um, it's something that I really want to go back on and do a documentary about, but execute it better. But it's something that I'm like, oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. But I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna do my idea still, you know? Yeah, why not? I mean, you're going through all of this type of work and like critiquing yourself to improve on yourself so exactly yeah. you can just keep on improving and everything will be okay <laughs> yeah 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 it's it's true you just keep fighting forth and like regardless of how you feel about the projects you make you just even with news as well right some of the documentaries we made despite how you know, amateurish they may have come across. It's you still. It's like you're just throwing wood into the fire to ignite the flame to make it. You know, more powerful. Yeah, practice makes so, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, if you like the work that you did, who really cares what other people think, right? Yeah. It, it's up to your own enjoyment. If you if you're watching it over and it's like, wow, this was great. I, I like what I did here. Then that's all that matters. Exactly. Now, my favorite time. Lightning round questions. Mm -hmm. Alex, you start us off with the first question. Barbie or Oppenheimer? <laughs> Barbie, that's the first question ah, I answered. <laughs> okay, okay. Favorite film of all time? One Day. I don't remember who the director is, but it has Anne Hathaway in it, and I loved it. One Day? Yeah, it's a romance movie. Um, I love romance. Oh, <laughs> all right. Do you want the next one, or do you want me to do it? Uh, yeah, do this one. All right, favorite theater snack? Uh, peanut M&M's. Incredible choice. Very incredible choice. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, since like you get like such crazy varieties at movie theaters for fountain drinks, what is your go-to fountain drink? Iced tea. Just plain iced tea? Yeah. There's like so many like crazy varieties. There's also root beer and orange, but sometimes I usually go for iced tea. Root beer, like... Mix it with orange. Oh, I have had it before. It is quite delicious. <laughs> yeah. Do you like popcorn as well? Yes, I like popcorn. Okay. Not as much. Like, yeah, not as much, but. Butter or no butter? No butter. I have tummy issues. <laughs> Good call. Boring. No, I'm joking. Uh, no no butter's the way to go. Yeah, butter's the way to go. Favorite film director? I don't have one. <laughs> I'm very bad with names. I don't know who, what movie I'm watching most of the time. I'm like, damn, this is a good movie, and then I move on. <laughs> Maybe yeah. you'll, you'll be your own favorite film yeah. director one day. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Best cinematic movie you've watched? 
I don't even know what the word cinematic means right now. Um, I don't know. Does that mean like, could it be part of the MCU? Is that cinematic? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I guess I was thinking like, you can. yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I actually know. literally cannot tell you any movie right now. <laughs> Something that was like just jaw dropping when you watched it. Jaw dropping. Yeah. Like, like almost well, like Blade Runner. You know, Runner. what's that one movie? You know that one movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once? That movie I watched a million times and I was like confused the entire time. I was like, what is going on? This is crazy. I almost swore again. Is that the one that came out years ago about 9-11? No. Oh, okay. I thought there was <laughs> one. No? It's about like this woman whose daughter, it's like timeline stuff. I don't know. Like my favorite cinematic movie is like Interstellar. Oh, man, I haven't watched that. You know, I don't watch a lot of movies for somebody who's in, who, who does. I don't watch a lot of movies. I swear. I watch, like, a lot of romance movies, dramas, MCU stuff. Um, okay. Other than that, I don't. I can't tell you. <laughs> okay, okay. On the topic of MCU, DC, or Marvel? I like the DC characters more, but I like the MCU more. All right. Does that's that make fair. sense? No, no, that's fair. I like the characters. I like the TV shows and stuff more on DC side, and then I like the movies more on the MCU side. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yep. 100%. Yeah. Same boat with you on that. Like, the Flash TV show? Yeah. Incredible. I watched, like, half of it. I didn't finish the rest because so. it started to get bad, and I was like, yeah. I can't do this anymore, yeah. but I freaking loved The Flash. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> I remember throughout, like, all the lockdowns for COVID, I watched The Flash. It was great. But uh, next one, though, is Star Wars or Star Trek? I've not seen both. <laughs> neither, neither. That's fine. Yeah. But uh, Star Wars, because I've actually seen one movie of Star Wars. Okay. So okay. I've never seen Star Trek in my life. And the last one, who is your favorite actor or actress? Actress or actor? Yeah. Uh, can I pick one of each? Uh, sure. Idris Elba and girl. I actually did. I actually really like Margot Robbie. <laughs> like, I okay. love her. I actually got to agree and with I, you. And I, Tanya, I loved I, Tanya. Yeah. Amazing. I say just Alba, honestly, like, I think he's a really underrated actor. He's really cool. He's going to be the new expansion for uh, Cyberpunk. He's the new antagonist. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think that's all the time we have for today. Uh, for more things, thank you for tuning in, first of all. First, uh, and for more things in Terabang, please check out our YouTube channel. Any other stories, check out uh, our website. Uh, and subscribe to our YouTube channel to see more Interabang podcasts. Uh, for the Interabang, I'm Konstantinos Drosos. Alongside me, Alex Allen. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>